0: Okay. Hi, Liz. Hi, Debbie. Happy Happy Tuesday. This is take two.
1: Yeah. Which yeah. is
0: good. That I means, you know, yeah. Yeah, for so us to get through with take two. Actually, we do a pretty good job of never having to do a take two. So far. So far. So far. Yeah. Knock on. There's, knock no, there's no wood in here to knock Every, on. All the wood in here is not my head knock on. <laughs> no. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to you. You know what? We've had a little bit of bad
1: news around here. Yeah, we have. We really, really have. Um, we have a family here at our school, and we just learned about a not even an hour ago that um, a very young mom passed away uh, due to COVID. Mm. Um, don't know any other information. Assuming that there was no vaccination, but I I could be wrong. But uh, that's would be the assumption. Um, Based
0: just, on just their their. Words and and, yeah. and yeah. stuff over the past several yeah. months. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And so um, either way, it's dreadful. It's awful. Awesome. You know, it's dreadful. They've got um, children and... Um, children still in elementary school. Children I, I, still in yeah, middle young, school. Yeah, young, yeah, kids. young kids. So yeah. it's, it's devastating. That's de- devastating news for our school family here. And then... Um, in our personal family, my husband has um, some very, very close relatives. One of the people is in in the hospital with with COVID. Yeah, and um, so it's it's um, it's it's pretty sad. It's pretty sad, and right. I don't I don't know his prognosis. And he's just he was just saying
0: just two days younger than your husband, mm-hmm. born in the same hospital room. Even yep.
1: yeah, yeah, that's so. Um, so that's that's really, really sad and, and um I don't know. I feel I don't exactly know how I feel about all that, except that I know that and I don't and I don't know for sure, you know, people's vaccination statuses and so I don't I can't say, but I do know that statistically speaking, the people who are dying of COVID were not vaccinated. Right. And so right. there is that whole thing that is just polarized our country and our people. It's just really, really become the most divisive thing that I can... Almost more even than than, um, the political situation that we just kind of came through. This whole vaccine thing seems almost worse than that.
0: Well, I wonder if our political a divisiveness has has sort of given us permission if you will well, to continue to be divided uh, and and to continue to fight you know it's almost as if pe- people are stubborn. Like they're they're digging in their heels because this is what they want to believe. Right. You know, as opposed to opening up their hearts and minds to other information. Right. It's like, no, 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 no. This is what my people tell me. And, you know, I was uh, talking with my brother uh, yesterday and he said, I can completely understand why people believe what they believe. And I said, yeah, because we have, as humans, do gravitate towards bubbles, uh, towards like-minded people. We certainly do. We really do. And it is very easy in today's world to be in a bubble from morning to night and to live in a community where you are surrounded by like-minded people. You get up in the morning and you turn on a specific news station then you drive in your car and you have a specific news channel. At the end of the day, you listen to that news channel. Maybe throughout the day, you only have on maybe Christian music and Christian music you know, radio stations. And so if this is all you're listening to, then, of course, you're going to see the world through, through those lenses. That's right. Yeah, that, that. and and how are you supposed to know that there's another world out there? It's almost like the Truman show. Right. How do you know that there's
1: any world out beyond? Well, and and unfortunately that argument is argued for from either Both side, sides. you know, Both and sides. so it's like where how can the two sets of information come together and because the truth is in the middle. Right, right. Usually the truth is in the middle somewhere. So how can we bridge that and and find the truth for people? I mean, people are dying. People are dying. People are on their deathbeds begging for a vaccine. And it's too late. I mean, this, is, this has got to stop. And yeah. I don't know. I, I watched a program um, maybe last week, and it was a group of teenagers that were in some community, and they're just you know, out trying to spread the real information. And I'm going to just say it, the real scientific information right. about people getting vac- vaccinated. And you can just see when they talk to different people, there's just a lot of fear and a lot of trepidation about getting that vaccine. And, and I don't know, it's, it's kind of beyond my comprehension now. You know, I mean, at first... I had I was afraid to do it. I've said that on a past right, podcast, right, but right. I did it though. Yeah. Even though I was afraid, I did it because intellectually I knew that it was the right thing for me to do. Right. But my gut was afraid of it because of I'm a hypochondriac. I'll just say it, you <laughs> right. know, and we I am and I know I yeah. am and it's <laughs> it's one of my flaws, people. But you well, know, and it's one of your anxiety points. Yeah. So the fact that you could you could break
0: through that anxiety and say, for the good of my business, for the good of my family, and for the good of my community, and hopefully for the good, the good of, of my me. own personal health, <laughs> right? This is something I'm going to do, right? And and that is the place to which. We need to come. Right. And, you know, one of the, the arguments, you know, the FDA hasn't approved it, blah, right. blah, blah. Right. Well, they they approved it for emergency use, so it does have FDA approval right. uh, to be used in an emergency situation. People call it experimental, but those people use vitamins. I A know. lot of us take vitamins. Most and
1: Most vitamins aren't. FDA FDA approved. They're
0: completely experimental. And I remember, I think I might have even mentioned this, but I remember buying body wraps that I knew was a bunch of crap. (laughs) I mean, I'm just going to, I knew it. But I did it because a a friend of mine was selling them, and this was important to her. Um, But that same friend is refusing to get the vaccine and is spreading all kinds of, really unscientific information right. about the virus and calling it experimental and I have never directly said to her but you sold body wraps that were right. not FDA approved well,
1: and, and there's all kinds of you know for for you know terminal diseases there's all all kinds of experimental drugs that people try that aren't yes. that aren't FDA approved but yes. you know they're, they've got terminal, whatever, and right. so they're willing to try it. Well, and, you know, to that point, I have
0: a friend whose husband has been, We uh, was diagnosed, I want to say, gosh, it feels like it's been about two years that he was diagnosed with cancer and was not expected to live for more than 18 months. Mm-hmm. So he is now We're two years in, he is still alive, and in fact, his tumors have have shrunk a little bit, and there's no new tumors, which are always good signs. Um, He probably is going to die from this cancer, uh, barring a miracle, but the experimental drugs and the trial that he has been put in is keeping him alive and and extending his his life, and it's good quality. You know, he's still able to be with his family. He's still able to work. He's still able to live a very high quality life. And this is an experimental trial drug right. that is extending his life. Right. And you know, the FDA is notoriously slow. Yep. Most government agency agencies are. are. Yes. And so the fact that this has been you know, hurried through, as I put that in scare quotes. Um, First of all, that's a lie. This was, this is something that's been kind of in the process for like 20 years. Yeah, this, this This vaccine, vaccine, I know. Because the coronavirus was discovered 20 years ago and discovered given a name right. you know right and yes it's had multiple iterations you know the bird flu and the swine flu and all that are all kind of are all part of that same family the common cold is part of that family is part of the same family and so when this, even though it seems like it's fast, the truth is, is that scientists from all over the world have been working on, that. have been working
1: and have been, you know, well, and there's trying also, to save our lives. And from this particular vaccine, I've heard reports that the technology of this vaccine, they have hope that it using this similar technology they're going to be able to create other vaccines and and other solutions to other diseases. Yeah. And so, you know, and and I love when I I watch Facebook and try not to post anything anymore because I have the <laughs> I I happen to get into these wars over things that I think are just benign, benign. and loving. Yeah, and they're not apparently. But um now see I just lost my train of thought. I was gonna say something about I'm having an old lady moment. <laughs> uh, you were looking on Facebook, the vaccines oh, oh, the, the and, technology. And, yeah, and, and the, the 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 memes about science. That science is changing. Right. Science changes yeah. because there's information because people are researching and they're finding more information. Right. It doesn't it doesn't stay stagnant. Well, that but is it, the it, that is
0: the nature of science. So when people are saying, well, you know, the scientists have lied. Dr. Fauci lied. No, this is science. Right. Science is a living breathing uh, you know, Uh, Entity, and that is why it's so incredible because it doesn't just stop
1: and stay in a bubble. Science doesn't live in a bubble, right? Well, think about all the different elements of science. Like, so there there are the, the the anthropologists, and they're out on digs, and they're continuing to look for for new species and things that have died, and new dinosaurs, and new human bones. I mean, they haven't just stopped because they found one. No. They're they're continuing to find di- they're they go on digs. They dig for civilizations and artifacts and they're continuing to research And they learn so much about our past. Well, and or the people in the ocean and they're finding new species and they're able to dive deeper and do more exploration. And it's changing and it it shifts and moves because people are wanting more information. And that's science. It doesn't just stop. And I don't get why it seems like half the world doesn't get that.
0: Well, and I love, I saw a comic, um, a comic strip the other day that I just thought was hilarious. Where there's like this one person is walking out of a room. And the other person is sitting at a computer. And they're typing on the computer and they say, Honey, come here. I just discovered something on the internet that every scientist in the entire world has missed. And it's just like, that's exactly what we're doing because, you know, I have a friend who will post on Facebook, here's something that MSN will never tell you. And I'm like, that's because they're looking for facts and they're looking for science and they're not going to put something that hasn't been vetted or hasn't been, you know, looked at from many different angles. And if you're seeing this piece of science, quote unquote, um, on YouTube or on whatever television station you're watching... Well, then maybe you should look deeper into it, find out where it came from. And I I really feel like a couple of things have really been revealed about, about this civilization, particularly American civilization. Mm-hmm. And that is that we have stopped teaching students how to find information. We have been so busy yeah. teaching mm-hmm. to the test, mm-hmm. which is something that I, I am... I can, I will, you know, beat down the table and say George W. Bush was wrong when he put in place No Child Left Behind because that gave the belief that if you just teach kids, they'll learn. Just tell them what to learn and they'll 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 put it on the test, right? Right. Right. But we forgot to teach them how to learn. We forgot to teach them how to find information Mm -hmm and teachers have been punished because their students have not gotten high enough test scores well that the punishment should not be on the teachers what we've done is we've raised an entire we've raised now two or three generations mm-hmm. of young people who don't know how to argue i mean like, yeah. Yeah, with, yeah, with yeah. kindness yeah. i mean argue with facts who don't know how to seek out their own facts who just are being taught how to take tests right and and, and it's so it's well, so disingenuous it, to the teaching. it's so disingenuous yeah. to who we say we are.
1: Well, it strips our curiosity and our mm-hmm. and our creativity yeah and, and all of those things. I mean, you know, I know when I was a kid, I, I loved going to my encyclopedia. <laughs> Me too. You, you had to actually physically go. That's get right. The, you know, and, and there were salesmen that came to your door to sell up. you the
0: Funk and Wagnalls Encyclopedia set.
1: Well, and now you go to the internet, but you can't necessarily trust it. No, I mean, I feel like I could go and you know, trust my Britannica Little Red Encyclopedia (laughs) book more than I could trust Google. Exactly. I mean, you just don't know what you're going to get. And I don't, it's... And so, you
0: know, putting stuff on the Internet that that comes from YouTube or comes from, you know, a couple of fake doctors living in Southern California is just not the way to take care of one another. So so we we really should all be interested in in finding the facts mm-hmm. and we should all be interested in supporting the science um, you know I, I've been really struck you know last week we had Paul Swearingen on as our guest and he and he has talked a lot about his deconstruction journey mm-hmm. and um, you, you got a little bit of feedback so we'll talk about that in a moment yeah. but as a part of my deconstruction journey you know one of the things that I've had to ask myself is what is faith. Mhm. What what is faith? And you know so many people, you know, the hashtag uh, faith over fear is just blowing up everywhere. Yeah, I've seen. Well, what is faith and what is fear? Mm-hmm. And it seems to me that that spreading the misinformation is spreading fear. Mm-hmm. You know, because we're being told that, you know, the government is taking away our rights for everything. The government's coming after us. The government's doing this. The government's doing that. That is fear-mongering. That is is. absolutely fear-mongering. It totally is. Now, are there elements of truth? Perhaps. And, you know, that's a conversation for another time. But the constant fear-mongering to the point where, Uh, There was a church that put up a big sign out front that said, um, when you come to this church, you're not wearing a mask. This is a mask-free environment. And if you do, you'll be asked to leave. You'll be asked to leave. And, you know, how is wearing... Right. Why is wearing a mask... And that sign, you know, it's a hashtag, faith over fear. Well, how is wearing a mask a fearful thing as opposed to a um, concerned citizen thing. You know, I've been vaccinated, so I'm not very concerned about getting so sick that I'm gonna die. But I am concerned about getting even a mild infection that then I pass to my grandson. Exactly. Or I pass to my unvaccinated friends.
1: Exactly. And I don't wanna do that. And, but I think I don't think people understand or believe that it's real somehow until somebody in their life gets it and dies. Yeah. And then now all of a sudden it's real. It's real. You know, I have a friend who this who I
0: who I thought, gosh, I haven't I haven't seen her on Facebook <laughs> in a while. I hope she's okay. And within about 24 hours, she had put up a post that said. Um, waking up in the hospital after who knows how many days is a little disorienting. And so her daughter then said, it's been seven days or eight days or whatever. Well, that's why she had been so silent, is because she has been on a ventilator in the hospital. And it's now been almost a month that she's been there. Now, she was somebody who posted a lot about the end times prophecies and, and the, you know, the, the government taking away your rights. And, you know, she, she was very much in that camp. And I, I don't know if she's shifted her belief now that she's come mm-hmm. so close to dying. But is she out, is she, she's not out. She's still in the hospital, but she is off the ventilator and she is as she is getting better. Kay. And one of the things that she posts, which I think is absolutely lovely is she says don't forget to pray for the doctors and nurses who are working so hard to keep all of us alive and you know they shouldn't first of all they shouldn't have to be working this hard no because we should be considering them when we go out in public but the only evidence that I have of maybe her seeing things a little bit differently is that at the end of all of her posts she puts a little um, emoji with a face mask on. So maybe she's had a change of heart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, but it's very, it just, I, I mean, it kills me to know that she's been there for almost a month. It kills me when my friend whose husband got sick in January and didn't come home till June and now can't work. And they are... are may lose their home mm-hmm. and she's having to become his caregiver. That that doesn't give me any pleasure. You know, they no. didn't do the right thing, quote unquote. They dismiss the seriousness of it. But do I find pleasure in their
1: suffering? Of course not. Absolutely not. not. Well, I, and I, speaking of that, <clears throat> watching the news, it was either this morning or yesterday and I was listening to a doctor and the doctor was saying that it's frustrating. It's frustrating being a physician and seeing people come in who are basically, you know, critically ill, we'll say. Mm -hmm. He knows that they didn't get vaccinated. And there's a level of being annoyed and being really, really frustrated. And at the same time, Treating all of the patients the same, and treating all of the with patients compassion. with love and compassion, and getting past the feeling of being annoyed, you know, right. at at the, whatever you want to call it, ignorance, or whatever you want to call hubris. it. Hubris. I mean, it just yeah. seems like hubris, yeah. you know. A, a,
0: if I'm never going to get sick,
1: this is all a joke. Right. You know, and, and, and yet... These people are in, and they're in ICU, and they're on ventilators, a lot of them, and, and they are treated with respect and care just like everybody else. I, I, it was a beautiful... It was a beautiful story. Well, and my sister-in-law
0: and, well, sister-in-laws, I've got a a couple of sister-in-laws and brother-in-laws who are all in the medical field in some level or another. They're either administrators or they're nurses or, you know, so they've all been involved in this for 20 years or so. And they've had, you know, from the time they got out of school, but they have multiple stories on... um, Times when they've had to save the life of somebody who they know was just in a gunfight with somebody else and maybe killed another person oh. or somebody that they know right. has just been shot by a police right. officer,
1: right. you know,
0: and so these are criminals or complete Um, drug overdoses, you know, where they're like, and it's their job to save the lives of these people who are dying because of their own, you know, stupidity, (laughs) whether because they were, they did something involving a cop or they themselves were suffering from an overdose. And yet it is their job Mm -hmm. to treat them. With kindness and respect and do everything in their power to save their life. DUI, I think the DUI accidents were some of the hardest that they've had to deal with. Because these people are reeking of alcohol. They've been involved in some horrid accident. They probably killed somebody. And yet their life matters. Right. And so here's these doctors and nurses who are trying to save their lives. So before COVID, these were rare stories if yes, you will. They didn't that, happen every day. And now it's 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 happening and now m- it's more. every day. And yep. in the beginning before the vaccine, it was easy to just say, "Oh my gosh, this is h- horrible." But now since the vaccine, how these people
1: have managed to keep their their compassion, uh, Yes, that's and that's kind of was the gist of this story, you know, that I watched and this young doctor is like you know, you could you could just feel the frustration, frustration. Is, is just the best word, you yeah, know. But yeah. still having to just be a good doctor. That's right. And oh, so, oh my gosh, I know, I know.
0: I, I you know, I <sighs> my I was visiting with my brother yesterday, and he he's lost his ability to have compassion. You know, he's like, I'm sorry, but if if somebody now dies of you know, of, of the variant, and they didn't give vaccine. It's one thing if they got vaccinated and they're wearing a mask and they're doing everything in their power right. to try to stay safe, and then something horrific happens. Right. But he said, I'm
1: sorry, but I've lost my yeah, ability I, to, to feel I, compassion. I, I know folks that feel that same way. It's yeah. like, and I haven't gotten there yet. No, me either. Me either. But I do know people who say, well, it'll be on them. Yeah. And, yeah, it will That's true. There, there's no doubt about it. That that's true. But it's still a human being, and it's still I can't quite go there and be, be that. And I don't want.
0: I don't want to be that person. I don't don't want to go there. I don't. But I do think that that collectively, you know, all over the entire world, that we are tired. It's been over a year and a half. Maybe that's why my back. I think that <laughs> is I I do think that you are that you are having an empathy uh, overload <laughs> overload. You're on empathy overload yeah that's what it is you uh, know
1: yeah because and your my, back is hurting My back's hurting today again yeah so it, it had been feeling really fine and uh, don't know didn't do anything. I was had a pretty relaxed weekend had a really nice weekend uh, didn't do anything didn't exercise, didn't yeah. do anything. You know? Yeah. And, I uh, did see some lovely pictures, I think, that your yeah, husband we were, put up. Yeah, we and went stuff. to the you beach, went, yeah. and we went and saw The Mavericks, which was a great show. Yeah. And Los Lobos. But, boy, that guy from The Mavericks, what a voice, man. Whew, He was awesome. That's awesome. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I just... Yesterday, I woke up, and I'm like, my back is hurting today. What did I do? Uh, <laughs>
0: yeah, oh, so. That is frustrating to not know what you did.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe I slept funny. But, anyway, I... Um, I like I like this discussion because it needs to be had, you know, these discussions about COVID and and I think I think collectively in that, when I say that, I just mean you and I. I mean, if there's anything that we could leave this little section of this podcast with is please do your homework and please get vaccinated. And if, when we say do not, your homework,
0: don't just don't just look at the at the, the 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 your bubble. Don't just stay in your bubble. Get yeah. out of your bubble and, and and
1: stretch out a little bit and look around you and look at the families. We all, I mean, this thing has affected all of us yes, now. Yes. It's not even you know six feet or what is it six six degrees, six of degrees. separation. Yeah, yeah, it's like two. I mean, yeah. I think most of us know somebody who either has died or. Who has been sick or something with this thing. And so, you know, to watch a family with young teenagers
0: lose their ability to care for that family, to watch a father go from working to to take care of his wife and three kids you know while they live a perfectly lovely life to all of the sudden having to be cared for by his wife and having zero income that is so hard for me to watch and there is just not uh, not an ounce of me that can celebrate or say well you know, shoulda, woulda, shoulda, coulda, woulda, you know, I I can't, I
1: can't go there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's too heartbreaking. It's too heartbreaking. It's too heartbreaking. So, um,
0: (sighs) if I could just reach out and just save and just, and just save everybody, I would, because there's a couple of people in my life that I love very, very much. And if I let, I mean, I've had nightmares Mm -hmm. about losing a couple of close family members who won't get vaccinated there was a poem. Um, there was a poem that I heard years ago, and I looked it up, and it's probably 20 years old. But it was, at the time that I heard it, it was during a period of time when my. Uh, Kids were mm-hmm. um, a Strug- little bit lost, struggling. struggling, mm-hmm. And so this poem was written from the perspective of a young man who had died of a drug overdose and was leaving behind a letter apologizing to his mom for all the pain oh. he had caused her. Oh Yeah. And then just said, I need you to know that I am, you know, I'm sorry for what I've done to you. And Mm -hmm. I know what a good mom you were. And, (laughs) of course, I'm going to get emotional about it. But, And then just talked about, um, you know, what heaven was like. Um, But he just expressed, you know, in this poem, this this obviously, you know, mythic, um, expressed... um, you know, regret for for what he was leaving behind. Mm-hmm. You know, and I woke up the other night dreaming about that poem. And it's like I said, it's probably been twenty years since, since it was you, written since you since yeah. I thought about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And um, I looked it up and read it again, but I heard those words in my head because I was dreaming about a family member who has not been vaccinated. Yeah, and I just thought. I don't want to be that mom. I don't want to be that friend. I don't want to be that sister. I don't yeah. want to be, you know, yeah. Yeah. who has to mourn the loss of somebody that I love.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: but it's, gosh, it's for, just for been a, so hard.
1: For a reason that could be avoided. That could be I I mean, avoided. I mean, and there are other situations in life where, you know, we have accidental things that could yeah. be avoided. But this, yeah. this one is feels like there's easier answers than just
0: putting on a seatbelt or what, Yeah, you know. yeah. I
1: mean, it, it's like these kids that we watch, this group of kids that going out and, you know, trying to educate their peers and stuff. There's like, we have a solution to this. Yeah. There is a solution. Yeah, yeah. And it's easy. It's yeah. an easy solution. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't know.
0: Well, tell me a little bit about. I'm gonna grab a Kleenex. Tell me a little bit about um, your. Uh, you had a little bit of feedback with our podcast from last yeah, week. Yeah,
1: so I had a couple phone calls actually oh. from from friends who who are kind of in that same place of deconstruction, and mm-hmm. and um, they really really enjoyed uh, listening to, to 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 Paul talk and. Um, both were interested in his class, his mm-hmm. his leadership class that he teaches, mm-hmm. and um, both just could really identify with, well, with what you and I were saying, too, and kind of the place that you and I are in, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, want wanted more information, and just were... Really on the same page. And so I was encouraged that if I had two people call me, yeah, that I feel like there's a lot more people that are in that same place. I mean, we know that there are. Yeah. You know, um, so how how do you and I, you know, help, help get these conversations out there? Because yeah. these are important conversations, too. I mean, I think in these times that we're in, so many of us are questioning so many things. Right. And a lot of our foundations that we felt like were solid foundations were we're finding the holes. Yeah. There's holes. And so needing to figure out how to fill up those holes with the right stuff and rebuild. Well, I think that uh, many of us are
0: really, really, Mourning the loss of community. Mm -hmm. And so we've lost, you know, I no longer attend a church. Um, Every friend that I had when my kids were little, that, you know, that little community of moms that you go to the park with and all that kind of stuff, I have zero I have none of those friends left well that's that's not true I do have my friend Tammy who lives in um Boise but um but she, uh, she she's moved in away. she's in Boise she's in Boise that's far yes away. I know that is far away that mm-hmm. is far away and uh she actually moved away when her when our our little kids were only like you know, 3 and one or something. So she's actually been away from me physically for I many, many time. years. So it's not like we hung out at the park together and did right. all those kinds of things. Um, but she's still very much a part of my life. And every time I'm in Boise, which is pretty often, I, I get to see her. But that little group of moms that went to the park together with our kiddos and, right. and you know, bandaged the knees of, of each other's kids and all that kind of stuff. I don't have any of They're those, those people. people in our life. Yeah. And I don't have a church, and I don't have a pastor, and I don't have a a church choir. And we have this community choir. But, you know, there's something about a church choir yeah. Yeah. that's different.
1: Yeah. Well, there's no alcohol. <laughs>
0: That is the fun thing about coming to your choir is that there is a box of, there's we a, have, there's a we couple have of boxes of wine. Of cheap wine, <laughs> cheap
1: box wine. And maybe some cookies and some Halloween candy. Mm-hmm. It's all Yeah, done. yeah, yeah. So, you know, there is that. Yeah, there is that.
0: <laughs> um, so I think we're all wanting to find our community, which I think also goes back to um, kind of uh, uh, explaining why we're so quick to be in bubbles because. All of us, Mm -hmm. all of us are craving a community. So, those of us who have lost our community because of religious deconstruction Mm -hmm. um, are mourning, are mourning. Well, you know,
1: they say, and when I say they, I mean, there's studies and studies, sociologists and stuff. I mean, that's the the thing about gangs, Yeah. It's, it's, it's community. It's right. it's it really all comes down to community, you know. I guess you could look at a church and look at a gang, and well, they might do different stuff, but yeah. they 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 gather together for the same reasons right. because of community. Well, and police will tell you that a lot of the times when immigrants
0: come over to America and they are first generation so now we've got we've got immigrants here whose children are now either born here or mm-hmm. are very young when they come here. Um, those children are caught in between two very different cultures right. So here in our Central Valley we have the Hmong community um, which is from the um, southeast southeast Asia yeah um, and so we've got the Hmong community and we have a large Hispanic community. So what you have is you have these these children who are in between these two cultures mm-hmm. because trying they're to find their way trying to find their way. you know, do I because their parents maybe don't speak English or are learning English mm-hmm. slowly? Mm-hmm. Um, they've got their way of cooking and their way of, Right. you know, just living. Yeah. And so it's a different, it's a different way of life than the American way of life. And, yeah, not, and trying not to... right into, or wrong or yeah. good or
1: bad, but trying to integrate... That into American culture. I mean, it... that. Right. I, that's so, something we don't even we don't even have to think
0: about those kind of things. Right. And so many of those young people then end up in, being drawn to gangs mm-hmm. because they have found their community. Yep. They right. have found a group of people who understand the struggles that they're going through which are unique. Yep. You know, I mean, look at well, West, and, and West Side there, Story. Then yeah. you know the pl- movie play yeah. and stuff that goes back so many years.
1: Yeah. That's what it's all about, right? Well, and, and they also they're similarities too. I mean, it struggles, but it's also similarities in culture and, like you just said, in food and yeah. family structures and all of those things. Right. And we white people, I know we you know we expect we have this expectation that people can just. I, I don't know what we expect. I mean, but here we are,
0: a nation of immigrants, mm-hmm. and yet we expect, and we've been, you know, my ancestors came from, I have some that came from Canada, some that came from Germany, some that came from Italy, and so my ancestors all came here and managed to integrate, but did they really? I mean, my Italian relatives lived in Little Italy in San Francisco their whole lives. Wow. They didn't real. They were born there, mm-hmm. or they came there as children, Right. and then they died there. Wow. Did they integrate? Not really. Probably not. Because they still spoke well, Italian. And they still ate the same food. They still, you know, right. And but they managed to, you know, own bars and own restaurants, and mm-hmm. and they were fishermen and they did all these things, and so they both integrated and kept their identity. Right. And yet somehow we, in the modern United States, we expect that everybody who comes here just automatically accepts our way of life and And integrates.
1: I, Quite frankly, our way of
0: life can be really boring. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: and and,
0: and I, I don't know, shock of shocks, we're not always right.
1: No, 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 we are not, you know.
0: And so everybody's looking for community. And so back to this, you know, uh, uh, de- deconstruction and trying to find community. I do think that we are very much in a growing pain kind of um, kind of era. Mm-hmm. That the American evangelical church is definitely in a, in a time of growing pains and um, change. Yeah. And, a lot of change.
1: A lot of change. A lot of
0: change. And some people don't like it. You know, change is met with opposition one hundred percent of the time, mm-hmm. and so you've got all these people that don't want change, and so of course, there's there's arguments and stuff. But just because we don't want change, and are forced to change, mm-hmm. doesn't mean we don't want community. That's so right.
1: that's what well, we're looking for. And, I, and think. I think too, just with COVID and everything, I mean, there's just there really is like a crisis of community when you right. look at. Because there is a huge faction of people who are in churches who haven't been able to meet, who are, I don't know, wandering around trying to figure it out. And and even the ones who aren't necessarily dealing with the deconstruction, there's still the, the loss of community for so, so many people. Even in work environments, there's community there that we've lost. So much isolation and I think... I think that there's kind of a collective fear that this whole lockdown thing can happen again. I know. And, you know, like you said, that church that you saw, they're like, well, you know, we're not going to lock down. No masks and blah, blah, and all that. I mean, it's just, it, it becomes just this, It's it feels like it's insanity to me, yeah. you know? And, and almost everyone I talk to, and, and I, you've expressed this too, most of the people in my little bubble... Just don't get it. I know. You know, know. we're just walking around in this bubble going, what the F? (laughs) You know. Why is there so much
0: contention and arguing and all of that? Why is this happening? Why is
1: this happening? I mean, it's just a weird little bubble that I'm in of, you know. and, And when I do talk to people who are outside the bubble, even briefly, it's so odd you know, it's just—it's so odd. There's, there's just this idea that all this is just gonna go away, right? And that it's somehow gonna just magically disappear. And it's like, I don't know. I, I
0: have been have been walking around with a thought that just every time I read something or see something that um, lies, stir fear. And truth dictates action. Mm. So, you know, many years ago when we had a whole bunch of struggles with our kids, we couldn't, we couldn't ignore what was happening. We had to look at the truth, mm-hmm. and then, and then that that truth directed what Wh- we do what next. What you do
1: next, right? Right.
0: And so, just ignoring it was just going to keep us living in fear of right. what's going to happen next. Right. So these i think lies are stirring up the fear and as people say you know the government's doing this okay maybe that's true but let's not let's not walk in that fear let's walk with in what we know which right. is what science tells us and, and and then let's direct our path that way in in truth And when I say truth, I'm not talking about, like, biblical truth or Italian truth or, (laughs) you know what what I mean? There is a universal truth. And Mm -hmm. that universal truth is love your neighbor as yourself, treat others as you would want to be treated, and um, listen to the gift of science. God, God, in his wisdom, gave us so much knowledge. That's right. And our brains are incredible. That's right. And so those people who have been gifted with that brain that looks at research and all that, let's
1: let's trust them. Right. Well, my son, who is a ex-Marine, uh-huh. well, I guess once you're a Marine, you're always a Marine. <laughs> so he was, you know, he's not an ex-Marine. He's still a Marine. Right. Um, but he's not active, active. anymore. Uh-huh. But uh, we went to... Um, we went ziplining, and uh, my husband was terrified to go. You know, it's scary. Yeah, it, it's scary. Yeah, I was not terrified. I like doing things like that. That is something I would like to do. I think I
0: would be terrified, but mm, yeah. um, um, but I would like to do it. Yeah.
1: So my son, he's like, you just you got to trust the gear. You got to trust the gear. You know, and and. It's safe. There's been, you know, John went on a website and he's like yeah. looking at him. like one person fell. It's not. And it, this zip lining is, I called it sissy zip lining because it wasn't like super, super high. It was six feet off the ground. And it was, <laughs> it, it was higher than that. I mean, I think the highest one was like 800 feet. Okay. And okay. that's pretty high. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so I mean, you, you could hurt yourself. <laughs> or worse. But, yeah, or worse. But, but. You know, I just remember Zach going, "You, you just gotta, you just gotta trust the gear. You know, the gear is there; it's safe. There's been hardly any accidents. <laughs> it's like skydiving. Yeah. You just gotta trust that you're gonna be hooked into the guy, and you gotta trust it. And so, yeah. it reminds me of that. You just, you gotta trust the people who, who know more than you. Yeah, trust the people who." Who know more than you. My husband always said,
0: my husband's a motorcycle uh, rider, and he always says, you don't dress for the ride. Because if you were going to dress for the ride, you'd wear cutoffs and tank shirts and no helmet because that That, would feel awesome. (laughs) So you don't. But instead, you wear leathers and chaps and a helmet and a jacket and you wear, you know, big old boots and all that kind of stuff. Because you don't dress for the ride. You dress for the fall. Right. Right, And the fall may not ever come, but, but you dress for the fall. Just in case. Just in case. Yeah. And that's where we are right now right. With, with COVID. You know, everybody just dress for the fall. Maybe you won't ever get sick.
1: I pray that you won't right. ever get sick. But like do what you can so that you won't get sick. And make the people around you sick. I know. And I just I just need to say that my husband did overcome his fear and he ziplined. And did he have a good time? He loved it. He loved it. And did he, he want to? And, go, and he would do it again. That's awesome. <laughs> see, see, he's alive. He's alive. He have another the, adventure. He trusted the gear, and he did it. You know. And so.
0: so, if people want to get a hold of Paul, if they, if you guys uh, want to go back and listen to last week's episode, yeah, we yeah. would uh, encourage you to do that. Very Just much about, so. Um, deconstruction. Um, We did want to kind of clarify, he he said that um, the Republican Party is evil. Yes, Um, he did not say say Republicans are evil or anything about any individual people. He does believe that the Republican Party has gotten off track. Yes, he does. Um, Away from its original mission. Yep. Its pro-life, you know, mission. Yeah. Um, So we just wanted to kind of reiterate that. But um, but if we want to get a hold of him and be a part of his cohort, because he does a lot of counseling, he does a lot um, of
1: really great work with work people,
0: one on one counseling. Um, so it's pastor-paul.com mm-hmm. is his um, website. Um, I'm sure that if you just Google the Nonpartisan Evangelical yeah. Podcast, yeah, you can I, find and that you information can, You there. can find
1: him on YouTube also. There's all kinds of videos of, of him, yeah. his different podcasts. He interviews all kinds of interesting people. Very
0: interesting people. Mm-hmm. He interviewed the author of Jesus and John Wayne, mm-hmm. which is, uh, oh my gosh, such an illuminating uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, interview. And I've heard her on a number of other podcasts as well and she's incredible so um, so you can do that you can get in touch with us at we dance with skeletons at gmail.com mm-hmm. or dancingwithskeletons.net mm-hmm. um, which is where you can find us and we just we just want you to come along with us and be a part of this journey and wherever you are in your deconstruction process or if you're not even wanting to deconstruct you just like life right just as it is yeah we want we want to hear about it. We want to hear about it. We want to hear, we, want
1: to hear, we just want to hear what you're all, what, what you're thinking
0: about. What you're thinking. Mm-hmm. And we want to be a part of that walk with you and that mm-hmm. journey with you. Yeah. yeah. So. So come dance with come us. Come dance, dance with us. <laughs> because we have skeletons and we know you do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come yeah. dance with us, baby. But our skeleton. No, I'm kidding.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> They're still really big. Okay. <laughs> Okay, (laughs) have a great week. Bye. All right, bye Deb.